What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, and MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code HAM for 10 bucks off your first purchase and use the promo code HAM at Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Now to the segment. Well, uh, good, good, good season. Um, is it over? Now, here's the one thing about the Raiders. You realize the rest of the division, for the most part, looks like them too. In terms of record, but not in terms of eyeball test. Right? Like, they have a 1-2 and two record. The Chargers have a 1-2 and two record. Since week yeah, one, they, they don't yeah, look like as, the same 1-2. and two. No, no. Not, the Chargers are a much better team. The, the Raiders, they paid $100 million for a coach today. Or, I mean, not today, but, you know, last year, January, whenever it became official. $100 million. Could it have gone much worse? I mean, seriously, guy. No, no. I, I It'd be, no, I mean, yes, it could. Like, you could just jump. You could have lost up. every game. But, I just but I'm just saying, like, realistically, where you're not going to lose every game, could it have gone much worse? This is, a, you, yeah, this is, if you had said this is how it's gone to this point, you would say maybe we shouldn't hire this person. Well, think, think about this. Would you agree well, with he that? Would, he, well, you and I would say that. Mark Davis said in an article last a couple weeks ago in SI that if he could have, he would have hired him for 20 years. I think that John Gruden right now is a bottom five head coach in the NFL. I don't even think it's arguable. You watch the offense, there's zero creativity. The stat that we read earlier the what, what, Sunday, we would have read it like Friday, you know, about the points per possession, that if they don't score in that first, first drive is top five in the NFL – after that's 27, the yeah. rest of the game. And they just, if they, like today, they went three and out. I, I knew right away it was over. Now the Vikings are a good team. And I, as I tweeted, like it looked like JV versus varsity. It wasn't even a fair fight. Mike Zimmer said, we knew they were going to, we knew they were going to protect. Vic Tafer had a quote, like overload protect to try to handle our blitz. And we knew they would be scared of the blitz, so they'd overload protect and they still couldn't handle it. 
Like, we're just on a different level. We're laughing at these guys. Laughing at them. Because they're a joke franchise. And people get mad at us. You know, that we're like Raider haters. All we want is the Raiders to be good. I would love to have not had to turn that game off at halftime because it was unwatchable. I mean, it's unwatchable. The creativity, there's no talent on the field. He trades away Amari Cooper, who's going on to be a star right now in Dallas. Just touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Khalil Mack will be on television tonight. I mean, his resume speaks for itself. Last year, you attempt to tank. And the top pass rusher, who is clearly really good, right, in Nick Bosa, who you would have liked because you took a defensive end. You can't even tank correctly, and you end up four, but you you couldn't have been any worse. You end up four, and it costs you a player. And then this year, it just it, it can't be forgotten that you traded a third and fifth round pick. Like, that did happen for this guy who I don't blame you necessarily for doing it, though should you have been in the mix to do it at the time? Like, were you even close enough to even consider messing with this guy that we didn't even know was as crazy? But once you do that, what do you think happened during OTAs in the summer? What do you think Gruden was doing? He built his whole offense, and I don't blame him, around Antonio Brown. Well, Antonio Brown's no longer here, and their offense sucks. And you go, well, John, like, there were some signs as this guy was going scorched earth on the shop and going scorched earth with Jeff Darlington and Rachel Nichols on ESPN. You're like, something's a little off with this cat, man. This is, even in from some crazy shit, this is pretty crazy, right? You're just blasting Ben, saying stuff that, even stuff like Jimmy Butler, for example, because the NBA gets brought up a lot with Antonio Brown. Like, this is the craziest thing with the NBA. I've watched Jimmy Butler and Anthony Davis like request trades and stuff. They don't get anywhere, maybe behind the scenes, but like when they're giving interviews, they're not just blasting everyone with a machine gun. And what's the last team? And I, I keep saying this when last week, the report from Josina Anderson's. Seattle, Kansas City, Minnesota, mm. Philly, mm-hmm. like all the top organizations, and the and the Raiders are in on Jalen Ramsey. John, why the fuck are you in on Jalen Ramsey? You have no business. You're a bottom five team in the league. You have zero business giving first-round picks and second-round picks for that guy. Zero. Who, one, is not going to impact like the wins above. You just add him, you're still a five- or six-win team at best. Probably your record just would stay the same. And two, this guy is clearly a little hit or miss when it comes to being on his best behavior, not in an Antonio Brown way, but driving some people nuts when he loses. Well, you lose a lot. You would not be able to get some infrastructure just with some young guys and create a culture through them. I feel How is John ever going to tank and start over correctly? Because he's always going to try to piecemeal it. And it's kind of be clear guy. He's just, is he a good coach? Is he a good coach? And you've always said, like, if you're not a good coach for all the other fluff, that's the start of it all. That might be a problem. Like, he's just not dynamic enough in-game. He never does anything where you go, whoa, didn't see that coming. And the numbers even bear it now. And Kyle does nine things a game like that. Um, if anything, Kyle's like, Kyle, stop being so cute here. We know you're smart. <laughs> just temper it down. Um, I, uh, you know, I think the hard thing is going to be that they had a lot of pieces. You gave up those pieces to rebuild, but then decided to also win on the fly. So if we just take a step back at like the last 14 months or so, less than two years, year and a half, less than that, you'd say it went from we want to win to Matt gone, Amari gone, maybe we're rebuilding, to no, uh, 
we're reloading. We're not rebuilding. We're going to get these meet. We're going to get, take three guys in the first round. And they're going to be added like Antonio guys. Brown. Right. They're going to, I haven't gotten there yet. They're going to be culture guys. So that's going to help us, but they're talented. So it's not a rebuild. We just get a reload, blah, blah. And a B no, we're all in. We got to win right now. We're trading picks. AB's gone, and again, there is an element to that that's just I, out of their I, control. Yep, but like you said, you would have traded for him if you were them. But maybe in retrospect, part of it is like you weren't the place to handle that situation. But um, even when, even when I, so it's just never quite like the, my point though being like you don't even quite. I'm not sure what you are, and the question is, do you know what you are? No, no clue. Because they dipped their toe in the water. I think he thought like, oh, let's do a, let's do a tank, let's do a hinky. And then by about week seven, year one, he's like, fuck this. And then like guys like AB become available. And where you could argue, well, they only gave up a third and a fifth. But there were a ton of crumbs, right? That were leading to like, this guy is nuts. And that's before he went really nuts. This is just when the time before or between the season ending, Antonio saying, I want out. And then leading up into he was going to get traded. It was it was really weird and bizarre and crazy for bizarre standards in pro sports, right? It was the highest level of bizarre standards. And then of course, the one like Jalen Ramsey, the Raiders involved. This, they're involved. Like, John, sit some fucking things out. Take a deep breath. And I don't think he's in the business of taking deep breaths. Well, okay, I, I get it. You're impatient. Well, I am too. You could overcome that. If you were a really dynamic coach, and this just gets back to the most basic premise of he's just not a good coach right now, guy. He's a he's actually a terrible coach. He really is. He's a terrible coach. He just looks his team looks awful. But the majority of games that he's played these last two years, he looks beyond just outmatched. And I'm not talking necessarily the score. I'm just saying you just watch a Gruden game, and when do you go? God damn, that was sweet. Right? Andy does it like every other series. Sean Payton's always got tricks up his sleeve. Sean McVay's running crazy stuff. The Patriots every game have, God, did you see that double pass on the kickoff where they handed it back to the guy and then threw it? You're like, whoa, right? It's like Gruden's never done any of that. And and yet he spends all this time in the office. You know, he's he's there at five in the morning. He doesn't leave till nine at night. Like, what the fuck are you doing that for, John? It ain't working. Yeah, it just, the other, oh, we're going to Vegas. We're going to kill it. And what, suck? Your team's terrible. Yeah, put a 4-12 and team there. It's You have a new shiny building and an awful team. Well, you're not going to be good next year. You're going to be bad for the foreseeable future. And here's the other problem this year is if Derek keeps playing like this, he's not going to be around. So you're going to have a brand new quarterback well, for the I, most yeah, part. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. Like, is this even a debate whether or not his first pick is going to be a quarterback in 2020? But that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, the chances that guy just might struggle right away. It's not like all those guys just hit the ground running. Well, this is a conversation for another time, probably. But we, you and I started having it off, like just while we were talking. Like, are we? Are is this part of what this year looks like? If there's a quarterback who you if if it's we want Tua, like part of what this looks like affects how the guy you want to draft, how he feels about coming to play for you. Like, is it going to be like Baker? Like, they say it can't be changed. I'm coming to change it. Or is he going to be like Eli? Like, you know, I don't think that's where I want to play. Why would you, guy? Why would you want this guy right now? And people are, Middlecoff and Haver, you guys are saying that this guy would refuse to play for my Raiders? Listen, I, 
I would not have said that a couple years ago. The Raiders were kind of cool with Jack Del Rio. I was like, yeah, I'd want to play there. They got Khalil Mack, Derek Carr. You know, free agents were like, we think these guys can win. I think it's the polar opposite now because they, they just stink and players get worse and then they've traded two stars that have gone to excel. I mean, Amari's not just crushing it. He's crushing it for the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas freaking Cowboys. I do think it, I do think it reflects on Amari a little bit. I I am not. Like he didn't want to be here, and that was clear. I think in the end, like now that we watch him, like he is where he wanted to be. But that's part. You part. I know what you're going to say, which is, well, you have to create the environment where star players want to be, which is true. He's like, I. It's not like Amari came from Cal Poly, isn't it fair to say he kind of knows what it looks like? Yeah. When it's just is there a chance that he goes, what the fuck is this guy talking about? What are we doing? This is stupid. And you you can argue well. If you're that guy with the Eagles or with the Chiefs or with the Patriots, that's a you problem. But I'd say Amari's kind of validated. Because you're right, he bailed it in. I'm not absolving him for super high effort guy with the Raiders. He kind of quit on him. But, hey, I've been in a position where I've, you know, borderline quit on stuff where I just like, I can't work in this environment anymore, guy. I can't. I, I, I can't. And was I raised differently? Am I acting? Am I doing some things that... Maybe deep down, my parents wouldn't be proud of that they raised me to be more mature. Yeah, but they're not here with me right now, taking all this in of this just craziness of just morons everywhere, people that might ruin my career forever. Something that I feel you've worked hard on. Think of your Amari. You worked your whole life to get to this point. Your contract's kind of coming up, and you're like, this is nuts. <laughs> and then again, guy, he's been traded. We now have a lot of evidence he's killing it. He's killing it. on Not on the Jaguars, on the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Who just made the playoffs, are now 3-0, and look destined to go back to the playoffs. What do you think Kellen Moore would tell us about Amari Cooper? Think he likes him? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what happened there, but we don't. We haven't had any issues. That would be the answer. Like I, I can't I really speak to what happened before fan, Amari came here, but, but you know, when we got him, I called Saban, and Saban said, you're going to love this guy. Yeah. So we talked about some packages, and Amari was all in, and it's been smooth sailing ever since. He um, I, Amari wants to be great. That's how he'd end the conversation. <laughs> Coaches love doing that. Like, yeah, this guy wants to be great. And, you know, Gruden acts like he wants to be great, but does he? Because there is a way to, like, yeah, I, I'm not, he wants to win, but the way he's going about it is he's not going to be able to win like that guy because he's going to keep taking these crazy flyers on guys when his program is nowhere near equipped to handle it. Because, like, one of the most mature guys on his team, probably the most, besides, like, Rodney Hudson and Derek. Well, do you know Derek's problem right now, being, like, a cultural leader guy? He's not playing very well. Like, it's hard to be Mr. Follow Me through the tough times when I'm not really doing shit and throwing bad picks and looking terrible. The eye in the sky doesn't lie. And Derek, Derek looked bad today. Just rattled. Now, the Vikings defense is really good, but he just... He's lost his stinger. He went from that first week yeah. where it was like, this guy came out for blood. Remember just the, it was just his mannerisms. Like, where is this guy? This guy looks like Fresno State. He's playing UNLV. He like got the swag where he knew he was the best player on the field. You just could sense it. If you've watched Derek for a long time, the way he carried himself on that Monday night opener was like, God, this is a different yep. human than I'm used to. That guy is gone. Gone, guy. And now you, I, I watched a little bit of the press conference today. He just, you know, I think he kind of second guesses himself a little bit because their offense sucks. And 
I'm not trying to absolve Derek, but his I don't think his play callers helping him out. They're not like because like you said, you watch Kyle and you can see ten things where you go. How often do you think the players like tonight where they're at McGlinchey's pad throwing them back like God? How about that fucking play Kyle called in the third quarter? You know, right. Just like, hold, they're, they're sitting in there, you know, outside barbecuing right now, watching the Rams game, cracking them back, and just like, what about that? I, I didn't expect Kyle to call that play. Got me wide open. You know, just, yeah, that, toss me that a white not happening with Gruden. Let's talk about the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, I think that Gruden right now is, a, is currently an impediment to success. And they're not just in the Gruden business. Like, they're, they're married to Gruden. So, to me, the only way this changes... Do you see any scenario in which Gruden just randomly quits if they win like three games? Uh, Wouldn't that be a major upset? I'd be surprised. Like, yeah, we've talked about this just since the beginning, right? When you give a guy a 10-year contract, is he making it 10 years and what would be? I'd be surprised if going to Vegas, he would do – I mean, I'd be a little surprised. But maybe maybe if they're a three-win team, maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe it's better you say. Let's just, let's just go high aban- Let me ask you this. Are you abandoning the organization if you leave Mark, who put his neck on the line, who put everything into you right before you sc- they go to Vegas? You screwed him over pretty bad. Or are, you, or are you helping them, letting them off the hook with the money and saying, hey, look, you're going to Vegas. You can get a fresh start. I'll, get, I'll help you get a fresh start. Well, they wouldn't be able to, Who would they be able to hire? Well, I, again, but that's, yeah, that's, that's another question. That's you know, the I second layer to that. Yeah. Yeah, I... I I would be shocked, but I, I think the more and uglier this gets and just it looks like they're completely over his head. Now, the second part would be, let's say he quits. Let's say it's, they go 2-14, two and 12, two and 14, he quits. You know, Mark's off the hook for the money, whatever. They need a new head coach going to Vegas. Would we ever look at him the same? Because you'd assume he'd just go back to do Monday Night Football. I, I think he would be kind of made fun of a lot. Like, I, I think his his... What he was wouldn't like the luster would be off. Like people would be like, this guy's kind of a clown. This guy's a fraud. Because it's it's starting to have some fraudulent feel to it. it. It really is, guy. Given the money they're paying him, given the hype. Now part of the hype's a little out of his control. Just the nature of when you go away. Whenever you go away from something and you were kind of famous, you just you out of sight. Adam, not out of sight. Adam is kind of the opposite because he wasn't out of sight. He was mm-hmm. in our vernacular because he was in the. He became more famous, right? He clearly right. became much more famous as the Monday Night guy and the hype of turning down all these jobs year after year than he probably was those last three or four years coaching at Tampa Bay. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Like the power, you said, John Gruden. Like, oh, that's let's try to hire John Gruden. Everyone was. Everyone talked like that. He was every single person. I remember right, reading Niner articles. Like, I, you know, Jed probably liked John Gruden. You know, the Indianapolis Colts like John Gruden. Every SEC program won John Gruden. Michigan, John Gruden. Ohio State, call John Gruden. The guy, he was, you did not have a legitimate coaching search of a powerful NFL brand or a powerful college brand where his name wasn't either at the top or legit in the, not, I don't mean he might not have been actually in the mix, but where people were talking about it. And it wasn't like fake. Like, people really... If he would have said yes to all those jobs, the fan bases would have been super excited, right? Well, that's what's crazy is he – I don't know. He, I'm not saying he could have got $100 million from anybody, but he could have gotten the most anybody was offering during he could have got Jimbo coaching Fish, He could have got Jimbo Fisher-type deals in the Yeah, SEC just whatever sure. coaching search somebody – whoever you were talking about, they would have paid him more 
than who they ended up hiring in all likelihood. And this was the job he chose. <laughs> yes. Think about that. Why? Yeah, it's, well, I mean, I clearly the... Because maybe no matter what they're offering, they weren't offering this much. I also think the Raiders do mean something to him. Like, it meant something to him. The brand, his brand with that brand, which is kind of like, you start talking like that, is that what you want in a coach? Like, when Andy Reid chose the Chiefs, was he thinking, like, my brand in the Kansas City, you know? Like, when Pete Carroll went to Seattle, he's like, I want to go back to the NFL. They offered me a lot of money. Nothing to do with the brand. I, I feel like there's a little too much of that with Gruden. Like, brand. Like, why are you fucking talking about brand? But is he? Is he talking about brand? But I think he kind of he sets it up that way. He has a brand, guy. He's created one. Corona. Right. No, I, the Raiders. I know, but it, most of it just comes from his work on Monday Night Football. Spider, 2Y Banana. I got a guy. Like, Do you think he's a fraud? A little bit, maybe? I mean, I, I hate that word to begin with a lot of times, depending on how we're defining somebody. Like and when have, I say a, me, when I say fraud, like he's be not a liar like, to be a fraud in some ways. Like if other people build you up, you know. I mean, he did win a Super Bowl. Now, is he the football genius that we all think he is on Monday Night Football? Clearly not. I think, but I think there are people that would say, "Well, yeah." I, I always kind of felt like just let's go back and look how it ended in Tampa. Like it was. There was a lot of evidence there that maybe he's not a Super Bowl coach every, you know, I mean, he won a Super Bowl, but there were some people that would tell you like, well, they were Dungy's play, you know, like there's some people that would make that comment. Um, so, and the team he beat, you could argue well, that let's they just had use, the playbook. Let's just use a couple older guys that are, you know, not Belichick's in his own little category, but let's just go like the next tier, like Andy Payton and Pete Carroll. Like, even on his best day consistently, like, how would he ever compete with those guys nowadays? Doesn't it feel like he's just not even, could never get to their level? Yeah, I, I mean, yes. You know? Like yeah, just, I think I, I'm comfortable saying he's been mislabeled. Now, whether that was him doing it or other people, it's really always You're right. A I mean, a lot of the, the hype was that it wasn't like he was screaming I'm a football genius but that did take off part of just the branding of him and I used to get these texts from offensive coordinators and people in the NFL like he's known as this quarterback guru check his fucking resume Rich Gannon was 35 years old he'd never coached a young quarterback I think a lot of quarterback gurus are like that I don't think there are quarterback gurus quarterbacking is fucking hard like I don't like to me quarterback gurus are probably more often guys that just are really good play callers I think historically what we've referred to as quarterback gurus are guys that like take a quarterback and mold him and build him. And really, to me, like Sean McVay just might be a quarterback, air quotes, guru. Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan might just be a quarterback guru. It's really just can you call plays for guys that don't have elite, elite, elite skills or at least just adjust to those guys. But has anybody really taken a bad quarterback and just turning them into something amazing without that guy putting in the work? I don't know. I how many guys have like? Four, I thought I thought three, what what Andy did with Alex, like taking him to another level for sure. Pre- yeah, yeah, I would say Andy's probably I'd say in that Andy's category. The Andy yeah. doing it with Foles in Philadelphia. Andy probably does qualify. I just that is one. There are two things we overuse right now. Actually, there's a million. One is quarterback guru, 
especially when it's just like you're some whatever guy happened that works with to high George, school uh, George, what's his name? Uh, he's still doing his thing. Oh, he is coaching George, the guys. George, uh, he's a quarterback Whitfield. guru, right? Whitfield. Yeah. yeah, everybody's a guru. Everybody's a fucking guru. Tom. House. The other thing is, everybody's a legend. A legend. Tonight, Odell Beckham, University. Of I am me or I am him. Odell Beckham, I am him. Legend. Everybody's a legend. That's why Steve Smith snapped the other day, pregame on Thursday night, because he just gets tired of everybody calling Minshew a legend. He couldn't have the fun. He was too mad about what's going on in society today. Well, it's it's why it's why guy Mike's coming not just with a documentary on Michael Jordan, a ten a ten part documentary. You you guys want to see what a fucking legend looks like for Actual all you legend. young folks that have forgotten? I'm coming at you with ten hours of content, so get ready. And I said, Mike, I'll be ready. Yeah, I'll be ready too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I there are quarterback gurus out there, but I think by and large, we probably use but, that but, too but, much. But okay, let's. But you're already kind of going to a more extreme. I think he was known. At, at his brand was became really strong. He was really good with quarterbacks. Let's not even go guru. Like you just go, you get Gruden around a quarterback. He's really good for him. That, that, is that not what he became, kind of? And part of that just yes. ESPN. No, there's no doubt. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. He's coming, and I don't think he knows what he's doing with these quarterbacks. That's, that's what I'm watching, guy. I don't know what he's doing. And, and like you said, part of just being a good quarterback guru is just calling plays. Like, is Jared Goff Joe Montana? No. What does Sean McVay do for him? Calls good plays for him, so it makes him look good. So, yeah, is he worth $110 million? Probably not. But with Sean McVay, he's probably worth $110 million. Like, can Gruden call some goddamn good plays, guy? That's my thing. I don't think he can. I just, I never watch one of Gruden's games and go, I always think about it. I've never done this, but you hear coaches talk about it. We're like uh, Matt Nagy or Andy or Lincoln Riley. Like, yeah, I was watching a high school game, watching a college game, and I saw something and I made a note. Like, I, I was listening to this podcast with Spolstra and Doc Rivers. And Doc said that Spolstra or... Spo said that Doc had ran a play against him that Doc had told him later that he had saw in in Austin's AAU game. This was back in like the late 2000s. But that's mm-hmm. just how coaches thinks, right? There's that. And Doc was like, yeah, I saw this play. I like, loved it. So I told KG about it. We ran it, and it worked for us in the in the finals. But that's just how coaches think. And, and Gruden's a big one. Like, oh, he's taking notes because he's always watching this shit. Well, wh- why does he implement any of it? What's he doing with it? Like, what's he doing with all these binders, all this film that he has? Where is it? Yeah, I know what I, Kyle's I, doing. He's always like scheming to do some other thing. I, I don't feel like I just don't feel like Gruden's like scheming. You know, I think part of how we remember all this will be affected too by what happens next with Derek. Does he go to Tennessee and you know win football games? Like I think that's going to be a part of this too, for sure. Because it's, it, it's not it, over it could, the story. Well, it could be they cut Derek. Derek becomes like a lifetime backup. And they get Tua, and Tua's excellent, and we forget about it, right? In these two years, Gruden's able to be like, well, Derek screwed me. I was a good coach, right? That, that might happen. I'm not saying that's not possible. I, but I would say organizationally, now we get beyond just the play calling and the quarterback development. Organizationally, you would say you do not have a lot of evidence right now that leads you to believe things are on the right track. So it's, I, it's not just about, oh, get Tua will fix this. Well, well. That's a lot. That's asking a lot, a lot, a lot. That's asking a ton. Because I just don't know. Because how even you can the feel. Browns, as dysfunctional as they've been, like they've had just more functional last eighteen months, and they had a coaching staff just fucking disappear. I mean, they had a coaching staff just fall to like eat itself alive from the inside, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but even that's been a little. Would you say that what? Who's had a crazier last year and a half? Well, but the other thing is they, they had game. a winless season, John. But here, here's at the at the 
the the main difference guy is the Browns are quote unquote flawed, like most teams are. They do have dudes everywhere. Like but they I just mean dudes. organizationally, they had a winless season. Yeah. What were they trying just to functional coaching? They at least tanked properly. Yeah, they tanked properly. They ended up with the number one pick, and they took a quarterback a couple years in a row. Right, Miles, then Baker. So it worked. Nailed those picks. You got it. That's my thing. If you're going to tank, which Gruden kind of did, he didn't even tank correctly because he won a Steeler game last late in the season, and it cost them two picks. It cost them Nick Bosa, which I, I'm Nick Bosa's way better than Cleveland Farrell. He just is. And I know that Mayock and Gruden would have taken Nick Bosa over Cleveland Farrell. So they can't even fuck up right. Which, again, they were actively tank, trying to lose because they traded those two guys. Especially, you could say the, the Mac thing over money, right? There are... That's that. an organizational issue you're saying, yeah. Yeah, where Amari was like, baby, I just don't think this guy's that good. Which it was fair at the time, but it's backfired. That's the other thing. Like, okay, well, have the tra- have the Cowboys extended him yet? No. So you could, I mean, it wasn't, you know, you could. It's not a contract thing. One day you'll have to pay him, but right now he's a produ- he's a productive player. Oh, you're saying like, was he going to hold out? Yeah, I'm just saying. But again, that that one's not fair because I understand why they traded Amari. But I'm just saying, like, that wasn't a money issue. You didn't have to pay him right now. But Amari here's Cooper. the other thing, guy. They traded Amari Cooper, who's then gone to Dallas and been an ass kicker, who right now, again, it's way early, but Pro Bowl level season. He's got uh, four touchdowns, three weeks. You got a box safety who, you know, looks like a good player, but he's got a torn labrum. Well, part of the reason he got a torn labrum because that's the way he plays. As, as Elliot Schwartz told me at the gym, I'm like, what is the labrum? He's like, it's the, protect, it's the protective kind of, uh, you know, tendon or whatever over your shoulder blade. So when that breaks, and it usually happens with, you know, when guys hit, right, it just, it snaps or his tears. It's, and it usually happens to hitters. I mean, like physical, like football, like guys that right. throw their shoulders around. Yeah. So it's, that's not, that's a pretty big injury. So you, the guy that you drafted for him, whose role was pretty clear, like he was a hard hitter in college, one, one NFL game in, it ripped. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.